What's up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, round two of the NBA playoffs are underway. Giannis Big Game One, Warriors Steel Game One in Memphis. We preview Embiid's eye injury. Abe is not happy, as you can imagine. And is there an upset pending in the Suns Mavericks series? Tune in and find out. We also talk about the NFL draft. Huge for Abe and I. AJ Brown trade, Hollywood Brown trade, QBs fall, no running backs drafted. Our boy. David Bell gets picked, and then the NHL playoffs have arrived, so we do have more than one minute for you from Eagleson. We try to convince him to get all in on the Leafs. Stay tuned to the end. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Sederman. Joining me today, and as always, with my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? It didn't go. It didn't go how you thought it would there. I think it did. There you go. Actually, the mic does a pretty good job of, like, picking it up as outside noise and almost denoising it. That was pretty crazy. Anyway, what you're listening to is my Olympic fucking medal for completing a Spartan Beast race this weekend. That's right. I'm a podcaster. I'm an idiot. And I'm a beast. All in one. I completed a Spartan Beast race this weekend with your cousin and good friend Quinn, friend of the program. Um and, you know, people are, I was posting on Instagram, I was posting on Twitter, my medals for Joel, we'll talk about that later. Um, and people are, and one of my buddies, Greenberg said, he was like, so if you had to train again, and like, do it all over again, what would you do, do differently? And I just said, I wouldn't, like, I will never do that again. Yesterday, I did a Spartan Beast race in Mount Vernon, New Jersey, which was came out to a little bit over 14 mile run, 30 obstacles consisted of like monkey bars climbing shit going under barbed wire you know that like the grit the grit and it was the hardest thing i've ever done but i did it but i did it i rolled my ankle on mile four and heard a a loud and i was like i'm fucking done i'm done i smacked the tree i screamed the f word as loud as i could i don't know why i'm saying f word when i always say it on this podcast um and then I was sitting and I'm like, I'm thinking, I was like, I can't believe I, <clears throat> I was training for this. I'm five miles in, not even halfway. And I've got to hang it up. I've got to hang it up. And then I thought to myself, I was like, there's someone out in this world with a broken face and a hand that pretty much needs to be amputated. Who's trying to accomplish something for the greater good. And they are doing everything they can to give it their all. And you're going you're gonna to give up on this bullshit race because you tweaked your ankle. And that was the jolt I needed. I don't, it's just like, I just thought of all the people in this world that are, that are hurting and that have gotten so unlucky with different injuries that are so out of their control. And, and it's just, I thought to myself, those people are going through so much worse than me. They can't control this. They have these narratives about them and people are saying stuff about them and it's out of their control. They're just getting unlucky time and time again. And I was like, what, what, what type of person would I be if I quit in this race right now? Because I rolled my ankle, tighten that shoe the hell up, 
finished the last nine plus miles sprained ankle for sure hurts like a bitch today everything hurts but at the end of the day you push the, the lesson learned is that you push through in tough times when you're hurting when your face is broken when you roll your ankle when your hand is, literally needs to be amputated because of the glory at the end and that glory the sound of this metal and then glory comes in all different forms it comes in metals it comes in pats on the back it comes in financial compensation. It comes in gold trophies. And at the end of the day, you do what you need to do for the glory. And I did it. I'm a Spartan beast. <laughs> What's so funny? You're a sicko. Uh, all right, <laughs> That's all you got? All of, what, all of whatever just happened later. First, we're going to start on Sunday's festivities. One o'clock. I can't believe you have no rebuttal I, to any of that. A true warrior. No, no congratulations. I was out no good till shit. two in the morning last night drinking. I woke up hungover and stayed in bed till noon. I ordered snapbackkitchen.com, use code SB15. <laughs> I did not leave my apartment, not even to go to the elevator, laundry room. I didn't you haven't breathe left your apartment fresh air. I breathed twice today. No, 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 just just 24. Oh, 24. That's that's an okay performance. That's a double-double on 50% from the field. I am the champion. I am a beast because for for an entire day, I fought off the Sunday scaries. You were were advertising big time more so than ever. You were advertising big time last night on your Snapchat. I'm getting the fuck after it tonight, fam. You don't do that often. That was Friday night. Yeah, that was Friday night. Oh, you had a weekend. people, People need to understand. People need to understand that Friday, I mean, the weekends, like sometimes just have some fun. Be a, be a little degen. Like there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can rein it in. <laughs> what are you talking about the, the weekends when you're th- being a degen, when you're throwing $2,000 on Connor McDavid to have two points in a game in a fucking Tuesday in March? <laughs> That's slander. That is not slander. It's facts that you were first betting all, on regular season all, hockey. No, it's... Not for two G's, and never would I bet McFry betting Austin Matthews a score, which he has 60 times this season. Anyways, Giannis, Sunday morning, Bucks are underdogs in the series. Chris Middleton out for the series. The Celtics coming off a sweep, and Giannis shoots like six of 19 from the field. He shoot, you know, he can't score, but 23, 13, 12. Bucks steal game one on the road. Jalen Brown, terrible. Tatum steal. in jail. They stole it. They you took can't it. steal when they you're the defending world champs. You can't steal anything when you're the defending I mean, world champs. If anything, if the Celtics would have stolen were dogs. game one. The Celtics would have stolen game one. You don't steal. Don't and this is why I'm so caught up on the whole Jason Tatum is a superstar thing. Because what are we going to do? We're going to anoint him a superstar because he beat a play-in team? A play-in team? The Heat beat the Hawks in five. A play-in team, Jimmy Butler, a superstar. Max Struess, a superstar. No. I know Jason yes. Tatum's been doing Watch it. I know Jason Tatum's been doing it for some time, and he was far and beyond the best player on the, on the court. That entire series against Kevin Durant, you know who I am. Best player, second best player in the world, whatever you want to call it. But this is prisoner of the moment shit. This superstar term is not something we take lightly. And I'm not holding it against Jason Tatum because he played like shit today and he lost to the defending champs in game one. I still think Boston has a good shot in this series. I still think they're a good team. 
And without Middleton, they have a chance. But this is why you don't just throw this term on people at all times. Like Giannis didn't play well today. Mm -hmm. But Giannis, look at Giannis' stat card today. That's what a superstar does. He did what he needed to do. Jason Tatum didn't play well today. And his team scored 89 points. You know what I mean? Like, I know Jason Tatum is right there. He is at the doorstep of being a superstar, knocking on the door, holding Devin Booker's hand, or maybe Devin Booker's getting out of the car because he left something in the car and Jason Tatum's a wee bit ahead of him. But this is why we don't just go ahead and give people the superstar term. And again, game one, I'm not saying that Jason Tatum's not a superstar because of this. I'm just saying he never was a superstar yet. There's a list of people. It's a small list and you got to be that guy. He is that guy, right? But you have to be that dude. You can be that guy, but you need to be that dude mm-hmm. across the league. And Jason mm-hmm. Tatum, he's on his way, right? And you know what's funny, Jack? I was listening as I was driving home from the Spartan Beast yesterday. I was in the middle of becoming a – I just finished becoming a beast, and then I, what did I want to do? I wanted to get back in the gym. I wanted to grind. So I listened to an episode of our pod, just crunched some film, listened to see how I could get better from last week, and I heard you say something. You said, at the end of these playoffs, we're going to realize that Luca is that guy, like top five player in the league. Like he's going to beat the Suns. We're going to realize that Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player ever. That's what you said. And we're going to realize that Jason Tatum is a superstar. Here's where I have a problem with that. Forget the Luca thing. Sure. Those two things, Giannis being the best player ever and Jason Tatum being a superstar, both cannot occur in these playoffs because they both can't advance from this series. You can't tell me you can, no, 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 no. You can't sit here and tell me Jack that you can call Jason Tatum a superstar. If he cannot go and beat the bucks without Chris Middleton, having his full healthy team, they've been the best team for the last second half of the season. You can't tell me that Jason Tatum, I hate your fucking sarcastic nodding face. You can't tell me that he's a superstar if he can't beat them. And that's why I said, that's why I said, Jack, that's why I said, well, we're going to hold this. Like, I'm not willing to just say, no, he's not a superstar. Let's talk in a little while. Let's talk after these playoffs. I need to see what Tatum does. If he goes and he loses to the Bucks without Chris Middleton, I have trouble putting that term on him, giving him the superstar tape. So I don't think that those two things can coexist in these playoffs. Well, one just physically can't. I understand. Giannis is not the best player ever. No, he, that's finalized. That is absolutely <laughs> done with. He is the best player ever. He just he just doesn't have the accolade. Like, he couldn't retire today and go down, is it? But he is the best player to ever grace a hardwood floor. That's undeniable. It's it's actually not even close. No one's like a uh, yield. Anyways. Well, you know what this is This is remnants of? Yield. No, LeBron's just the best basketball player ever. Jordan can be the greatest NBA person that's ever by accomplishments. But you're doing the whole thing now that I used to do with LeBron. It's like, forget 6 0, mm-hmm. forget Le- the fact that LeBron's two and 15 in the, in the finals, just purely playing basketball. LeBron's the best ever. And that's now what you're doing with Giannis. And you used to give me shit for no, it. No, no, no. Giannis, Giannis is the Giannis is the best player ever. He just doesn't have that. Just because time hasn't passed and he hasn't accomplished all the other things that, but he will. Like it's clearly going to happen. But if he, if he's, he just, if he's if this he, Giannis for the rest of his career, 35 yeah. 15 9 keeps doing it but doesn't win any more rings because he's too stubborn to leave Milwaukee no one wants to go to Milwaukee and they don't build a 
a team like that and they don't draw the path that they did last year with the Suns, with the Hawk, you'll probably still say he's the best player ever. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing with LeBron. You used to give me idiot. shit for it all he's the time. He's just an idiot. Who's an idiot? How so? LeBron builds super teams. All, all LeBron did was try and build super teams and run from LeBron. I'm not talking LeBron. about doing And respect to him. We're not going to bring Damian. And respect to him. I, I think I think that running from the grind is admirable. It helps you. Um, anyways, <laughs> in about 14 to 15 uh, U.S. minutes, because I'm sure Canadian minutes are like 12 seconds longer for some weird reason, we will have a, a very funny conversation, and I'm curious to see how you swing it. Before we get there, though, Giannis that scares me that you're going to just twist my words that I just said. And I'm going to have no comeback because you Giannis didn't put it. You not only not only are you not one, telling me what you're referring to, but remember. you didn't put it in the show notes, and that just means you're going to come back and try and fuck me. It's not. It's it's in the show notes. If you can't see what's coming, then that's on you. I'm sorry, brother. Anyways, Giannis <laughs> no, dominates the Celtics in Game One, triple double. People remember who's the best player in the world. It is Giannis, and that's not even up for debate because you sat there telling me for months, for the whole season, Kevin Durant, you know how I am, am. couldn't get a game off this same Celtics team, and then Giannis loses his best player, his best teammate, and absolutely smokes them in their home build. I mean, there's levels. You have have a good point. Giannis did lose the Bucs' best player. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, I do still think the series is very much alive, of course. It's a the weird stat of the day is that over the last 12 series where the game one uh home team lost, they are actually the team who stole game one on the road. Got it? Following? Sorry, I, so, I mumble jumbled. Let's 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 start running back. The weird the stat team of the day. who wins game one on the road. Over the last twelve series, is two and ten in actually winning those series. So, if you're a Bucks fan, I mean, wow. if you're a Celtics fan or you're a Grizzlies fan, numbers, small sample size, but shocking, I think, because you talk about stealing Game One, especially on the road. Of course, those teams winning Game One on the road are underdogs in the series normally. So, there's somewhere to. You go know what there. I had but a problem anyway. with? I had a big problem with Marcus Smart's green hair. I'm a big if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of guy. So I actually got this intel from the fam. Source? He, he, no, just intel from the fam. His hair was green last series, but he had it braided. But the, today he was he was rocking the fro, which was interesting. Okay, so I'm still if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of guy. Don't don't <laughs> right. rock the back fro. to the braids. Yeah, don't yeah. Rock the, Ra- back to the braids. Like I'd like like in hockey, Eagleson keep it in your pants. They do the whole playoff beard thing. There, I mean, you can say what you want about superstitions. Like, I'm not the type that I need to sit in my chair. I'm wearing this. I eat this on game day, blah, 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 blah. But the little shit with my players, like, I don't want Marcus Smart messing with his hair. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with freedom of hair. At the same time, you're trying to win a championship here. You guys just dominated Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when your hair was in braids. But that's good intel from the fam that it was green anyway, because that changes things up a little bit. Anyways, on to the other series. Crazy game one for Grizzlies and Golden State. Golden State seemed out of it. Uh, Clay and Steph in foul trouble in the first half. Draymond Green gets knocked out of the game. We'll talk about that. Jordan Poole comes in off the bench. They moved him onto the bench, comes in and absolutely saves the day. They got down 10 to 13 points. He turned around. It was close throughout. 
down the stretch. You've got Ja making and ones, layups. You've got Clay hits a go-ahead three. They Steph straps up John Morant with 30 seconds left. It was actually incredible defense. Clay misses two free throws with five seconds left. And then Ja misses the layup at the buzzer. Wasn't really close. Good defense all around. Huge win. Now there's two sides to this. You can look at one. People are going to say, well, Clay Thompson and and Curry shot 40% or less from the field. You've got Draymond who only played 12 minutes in the game. You're on the road game one. Jaron Jackson had the best game of his career. He scored 33 points. You've got John Brandon, points. 34 I'm waiting. Points. I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for the other side. And the craziest part about it is the Warriors got the worst whistle in the world. I mean, they were getting smoked. The one thing, if you're Memphis and maybe you're holding on to, Jordan Poole did go 33-9-8. I mean, he played out of his freaking mind. Been doing so that. He has, he has, but that's not something you're going to expect. So let's say all things even out. It's a seven-game series. What we learned today is the Grizzlies are, in fact, a very, very good matchup for Golden State. They out-rebound the hell out of them. They're, they can change their guards. That, that, match see, up with that's what you, where you're wrong about. I mean, you're not wrong. You're right about that. But that's why this Grizzlies team is what it is because we saw it in the Minnesota series. And if you like, like uh, there are very few of them, but Minnesota fans from the start kind of knew that their Achilles heel was like, they're going to get out rebounded and everything. And we saw it, especially in that game four, game five, when they had the two separate 24 point comebacks, Brandon Clark was getting whatever he wanted at the rim. Jaron Jackson was getting, there's something about like teams that are young and teams that are fighting for something in the playoffs and I, this sounds weird coming out of my mouth because I was preaching about the Grizzlies the entire time. Like their youngness is going to be their Achilles heel. I still think it is. I could easily see this series being a sweep now that Golden State still won in Memphis. Um, but I don't think that comes to a surprise, a matchup like nightmare for not nightmare, but like just because it's Golden State, like that offensive rebounding and their grit and effort in the playoffs is a mismatch for everybody, not just specifically Golden State. It's a mismatch. They they definitely match up with that well with them. They played them really well during the regular season. And they didn't season. have Steven Adams today. Well, Steven Adams is out of the rotation. That's why. Is he? I thought he was hurt. Yeah, yeah no, he's out of the rotation. He's not even on so, the roster. But the Bain didn't play score. well. Bain didn't play well. And, you know, the, these are the things that happen. There's crazy swings. Gary Payton played well. Otto Porter didn't That's play well. That's the thing like, that we can't start doing, right? We can't start having these crazy expectations for the Grizzlies to compete in this series just because they beat in six games one of the sorriest franchises in NBA history. Like, it was the Wolves and and Grizzlies series was awesome. If they could play 30 games of that, just the attitudes of each players, the Grizzlies being the young team, the Wolves having the characters of Ant and P-Bev and Cat just being his corny self – what we can't do is get obsessed with the Grizzlies because they won a series against this literally the sorriest franchise outside of Sacramento. And now they're going against Steph Curry and three guys who have just mastered what it takes to win a championship. So that's where I like, I understand we are riding high on this Grizzlies team because they're fun. They're exciting. It's Ja. They beat the Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves. In, in a competitive series. We can't be holding these expectations that high for a team that was on the brinks against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's all. I mean, it's actually, this actually going to get so good in like four minutes now. We're close. Oh, I'm, I'm building you up. <laughs> yeah, we're quickly approaching. Oh, the uh, Sixers here, Raptors? Here's what I'm going to say. 
I think the Grizzlies are a really good team and them losing to the Warriors, which I do believe a really, will, really good Q team. Well, right. Well, I do think they are really good. It doesn't diminish what they've done this season. What I do think is going to happen and what was exposed a little bit today, the Warriors are older. They really are. Their age shows at moments. Steph, You're saying that as it sounds like a negative. It is. And athletically, they are they are now not a half step slow, but a quarter step slow. And that's why Clay gets into foul trouble. It's why Draymond, he's still Draymond, but it's why, like, they're just... Well, well what does that mean? What do you mean? He's still Draymond. Draymond's because I saw like, Antonio Brown today. He's he's one of the most impactful players. It, he okay, just is. I, I'm he glad is. you said that. I have a question that's unrelated to this series. Okay, that's fine. Is there a bigger career success because of the product of their environment in NBA history than Draymond Green. If you put Dray, I know we've had this conversation a million times, Jack, if Draymond Green is the classic bounces around from team to team, gets two years, $20 million deals, prove it. And just keeps recently. If Draymond Green is like a Reggie Bullock of sorts, like bouncing around like that. Draymond Green does not have this type of impact anywhere else in the nba that's he not has, fair i genuinely think fair. Draymond green's the luckiest player in the entire world and i'm not diminishing his ability I've, I've actually grown to hate him a little less because i've grown to hate patrick beverly a lot more but there's nobody that has benefited off the product of their of being in the environment that they have in nba history draymond green is a hall of famer for the sole purpose reason that he shared the court with steph curry and clay thompson and kevin durant in his career so I would normally say yes, because I do think he's most optimized and it's like levels of deltas between the next best team where he would be impactful. But he Seriously, is one where what other no, team would Draymond? He's he's one of the best defenders of all time. He is. Like he he is. He is one of the best defenders. Okay. And so for that reason, I think, you know, you see like Patrick Beverly, like he stinks. But man. Draymond Green is not a Hall of Famer anywhere else if he gets drafted or he plays without Kevin without Steph Curry, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Not maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, because of his college career, I'm sure anyone gets into the Hall of Fame these days. But what I want to say is they're a quarter step slow. They look a little old. And what I think is going to happen is I think that the playoffs are a grind, man. And we've seen it in past in past times. Last year, it was two fresh teams. It was new, COVID, bubble, like all this stuff. There wasn't that. Remember those the third NBA finals? Like LeBron just looked absolutely wiped. And these Warriors, I think the Grizzlies are just gonna wear them down, wear them down, beat them up. Like Through it's gonna five be games. I don't know how many games it's gonna be, but they're gonna feel it. And I actually think what is going to happen, the Grizzlies' biggest impact to the playoffs is going to be wearing you think them the Fe- down. You think the Phoenix Suns' biggest ally is the Memphis Grizzlies? I really do. I can get behind that. I really do. I, I think that's that. where they're going to be most impacted. A little double agent action for the Phoenix Suns. They, they put the Grizz up there just to, uh, to take care of I don't of know their, about the Phoenix <laughs> Suns. <laughs> maybe the Dallas Mavericks. All right, before we oh, get you're, there, you're now, in on them. If you if you've been uh, if you started your stopwatch 14 minutes ago when I said we'd get to this point, uh, we've got a couple things to address. One, a team, some team that is supposed to win the NBA Finals, beat 
the Toronto Raptors in a competitive series in six games without Fred Van Vliet. It wasn't competitive. It didn't go to six games. The same Just amount. That you- six doesn't mean it's competitive. Right, right. Okay. So that's point one. More importantly, that was just because you said that recently. More importantly, 76ers have a superstar, right? They have a superstar, and they're eight and a half point underdogs on the road at, at one of the cutest teams in the Seven. NBA. Let me, let's just get that straight. Let's get this all straightened out right now. So Jason Tatum, who is not a superstar, if he loses to Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's literally Because you, check, you don't lose superstar title in the NBA. Oh, you don't? You keep it forever? Pretty much. You keep it forever? Carmelo Anthony's a superstar? I'm not sure he ever was a superstar. Oh, stop that. Stop that. You don't mean that. Keep going. So all I want to understand is, if you currently have a superstar on your roster... I don't want to... Pick one. Just pick one. Do you have a superstar on your roster? Is Jason Tatum a superstar? No, yes and no is the answer to both those questions. Who wins the first two games of this series in Miami? I mean, are we not even going to pay respect to the big motherfucker, as my boy, I forget his name, says on that good podcast? Um, I just want to take it back a few steps before we get into the series breakdown. Remember when we talked about, like, and beat injury notifications and like the scale of one to 10, how the finger limit ligament was. And that was like a mm-hmm. four Friday night was just a fucking gut punch, gut punch. The only silver lining in it is that I realized that I didn't in the moment, but I realized looking back that I can blame doc for it because we're up 29 fucking points and there's three minutes and 58 seconds left. And Joel Embiid's in the game and he uses the excuse that, the other team had their starters in. Yeah, no shit, because they're on the brink of elimination. No shit. Um, Friday night, it's, it's so, it's just so, like, can you actually, like, be honest with me? Unless you're going to be an asshole, in which case don't say anything. Does any part of you feel bad for me? And Joel? <laughs> what? <laughs> and Joel? Or Joel? Okay. All right, all right, all right. That's different. For Joel. Like, because okay, Do I feel bad. Injury. For okay, I want to talk about the whole injury prone thing. Saying stop. Joel is stop. shut. You shut your mouth. No, no, no shut, stop. shut up. Stop. Stop this, Jack. It's not. He's he not got injury hit prone? in the face. Like injury prone means your knee, your back, chronic issues. He hasn't been held up from the knee all year. He hasn't been held up from the back all year. Oh, time out. It's a fucking finger in his eyebrow. Time out. Time out. Because he played one season without his chronic issues does not mean he's not an injury Who's a more injury-prone player, Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid? Anthony Davis. Okay, thanks. That's all I needed to hear. Um, All right, hold on. Who is the face of injury-prone in the the NBA? The face of injury-prone? Probably, like, probably AD at this point. Cool. Number two might be Kawhi? No. People just like like Kawhi. Zach Levine for getting COVID fifty times. <laughs> Maybe him. <laughs> Maybe Gordon Hayward at this point. Uh, it's I just don't, like I don't think he's played in a game. Listen, a lot has come out in the last few days. Friday night, I thought we're done. 
I thought Joel done. He had the same injury a few years ago towards the end of the season, and he got surgery. Not this- injury prone though, just a major coincidence that he suffered the he had, same. He had, exact the, he had the same. He had the same unfortunate circumstance occur three years ago, in which he got surgery for it, and it took him three weeks to come back. This time, it's reported he's not getting surgery, and can potentially come back. It's things have the the sun has shined a little brighter, right? These last few days, um, there was a perfect tweet about the whole five stages of grief with Joel Embiid's injury, and it perfectly articulated it, acceptance being that uh, Paul Reed's going to be Nick Foles. But anyway, he's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Paul Reed. Paul Reed. Yeah, you're really going through it all right now. Huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but Embiid is out for sure. Game one and two. And all I can say is. Let's just split and get home. Split and get home and go from there. All so I gotta so say is, I'm not making a prediction a for this series, Jack. I'm not making a series prediction for this. We're taking this one game at a time. We beat the Miami Heat this year without James, without Joel. We beat Golden State without Joel this year. We can do it. We can do it. We are the underdogs in this series. That's fine. We're not supposed to win this series. That's fine. We can do this. We can do this. The car, it's just time and time again, the car, the chips are stacked against us. And Joel, something happens, Doc, whatever. It's, I'm not making any excuses. We're not supposed to win this series. We're not. We're underdogs. And at the end of the day, Joel's hurt, right? We're not, but I'm not making any excuses, right? One game at a time. And that's Mm. it. It is on May 1st, 2022. <laughs> oh, you're going to kill him. Don't, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. They're not. They're not. They're not. But but what but what they are. Here lies. <laughs> they're not dead. They're not dead because they they still have a superstar in James Harden. They have a max, a max player, player in Tobias Harris. They have and a, young a future superstar. superstar in Tyrese Maxey, of course. And the championship caliber coach. So they're not dead for those reasons. But... A champion yes, the, and a coach out of, out of the eight teams remaining one of which lost a game already one that is um you know the dallas mavericks out of the eight teams they do have the six largest odds to actually win the nba finals uh similar odds to to the likes of the baltimore ravens winning the super bowl this year so and who's your I, prediction hey I, I mean you never know you never know and who's your prediction so yeah they're not dead what they are, though, is like exposed, hurt. What does that mean, exposed? Like, they're just not that good of a team. I thought you guys were like really good at full strength. You're not. You're definitely not the best team in the league. I thought you at actually. Full strength? Were. Yeah. No, I Here thought we you were. You're not. You're not. Regardless, you, you no longer have your non injury prone center who gets hurt literally every single year. Not hurt. Anyways, if you had Ben Simmons right now, though, he could take over. You never know. Um, I mean, Suns Mavs is a, is a more, oh, so what do you, how do you see this done? Don't be a coward. How do you see this series shaking out? Oh, you're going to lose this series. And how many? It will be in, uh, seven basketball games. Oh, oh, I'm in. Fuck it. All right, cool. <laughs> They're going to say five or six. All right. So we uh, have a chance. Yeah. You have a chance. Because... I don't understand how people can ever predict seven games. Why? Like, some teams get a win in seven games. Not only are you predicting it goes 3-3, but then you're predicting one game takes all. 
you could predict that the Sixers, you could predict the Heat are going to win in seven, Jack. And the way this series plays out and how games go through and it's 3-3 at the end, forget about how there's a chance you would say the Sixers are going to win game seven in three yeah. weeks. But so that's just well, funny to me how you can predict the- a team to win in seven when it, after a series plays out and you see how they play, you could easily take the other team and bet on them in one single game to win game seven. That's all I'm saying when it's funny to predict in seven games. But I think when I'm making this prediction, I, I actually don't have as much information. Like you said, I could watch, you know, how the games play out. What I do know is like the Philadelphia 76ers and the city of Philadelphia and you have a propensity to absolutely collapse. Ooh, that was a good word. Did I even fit propensity? Keep going. I'm going to use that word. And so that's likely the scenario is that the, Can you, how did I, you use propensity again? You, the you city of Philadelphia and you to choke to lose to fail yeah, natural tendency to behave in a good word jack yes listen That's... good education at texas you can't produce nfl talent but good education factual factual um last series that we have to talk about this one i'm really You're upset excited about no because like this was this is the year for chris paul and the Suns. i thought pre oh wow <laughs> that's not how i thought this conversation was going what do you mean I thought you were really excited for it because you thought Luca and the Mavs had a chance, but now that book is back, you're down to earth. No, no, no. The but you're Mavs still are... picking the Mavs. Yeah, 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 Mavs are definitely, definitely a live dog. I'm not saying I'm picking them to win, but I'm not saying that it's like a guarantee by any stretch. But I did think this was the year for the Suns, but I think the Mavs are just this dangerous little dodgy dog, and they've they have the best player in the series, bar none. They've got the guards to match up with with the Mavs, and they have a really strong defense. That's something people don't know about the Mavs. Their defense is really, really good, and they limited the Jazz a ton. And then, most importantly, I think that they can pull Aiton away from the hoop. And Aiton, who's been really big for the for the Suns over the season, he was huge last year in the finals. That's actually what swung the finals was when they started shutting Aiton down. I'm telling you, the Mavs can pull him away, make him a perimeter, and that's where he's not at his best. So I think the Mavs are very much alive. I think the Mavs are alive too, but it, what it's going to take, it's going to take a lot more for the Mavs to win this series than it will the Suns. And that's a very wallpaper take, right? Because this one team went to the NBA championship and one team's best player just won his first playoff series in his career. Um, but what it will take is the Luka Doncic type performance where, and I think we see this in the playoffs a lot. We saw it with Tatum last series. We see it with stars all around the league all the time. It's like, it's that type of thing. And this is the most entertaining form of basketball, especially in the playoffs, at least for me personally, there's nothing funnier unless it's going against my team to watch or unless I'm betting against that team then when there's one player on the other team in a close game at the end of the game where every single possession down the floor, the other team and every fan in the world knows what's going to happen and there's nothing that anyone can do about it. And that's what I talk about when I talk about Luka Doncic. It's going to take... Whoa, whoa. You just described Chris Paul in the fourth quarter. Excuse me very much. Okay, 14 for or 14 from the field? I mean, you want to talk... Superstars, yeah, but no, but that's the thing with Chris Paul is nobody knew what he was going to do. He has a lot of he's a lot of tricks in his bag, right? 
He's not, I he's do not think, a sniper. I do think the downfall of Dallas will actually be Luca's late game offense. It's really inefficient and it's really bad. It's sexy. It's just that the shots in, don't fall. It, but it's real. It's it's actually what almost cost them the game in Utah in Game Six. It's really bad. He's at his best when he's attacking and making plays and then hitting that step back three. Not when. He's but that Luca can still be that guy where he everyone can, but, knows what's going to happen and they have no chance. He can, but I just see from him a lot of dribble, dribble. Dribble, dribble. I, uh, listen, I'm with you. I think the Mavs have a chance in the series. Luca has to be, Luca has to put a stamp on, on his status in the, in the end. That's my prediction. Everyone knows he is a superstar right now. He's a superstar down, but in order to be a, like a superstar, superstar, like a Giannis, like a Maxi, like an Embiid, like a Durant, like a, well, I almost said Tatum, whatever. You need to put a stamp somewhere. And Luca just won his, his Luca Doncic just won his first playoff series. We know how special he is, but he won his first playoff series. He's going against what is like the best team we've seen since the Durant Warriors, which is really crazy to say. Why do you keep saying it like that when Joel Embiid has literally never advanced past this round? But he's won multiple of the first one. Uh huh. Got it. So once you stack up those first round series, then you're yeah. that then you're stamped. <laughs> you're absolutely stamped. No, this is, this is what I think the difference is. In years past, Luca has, has put on these performances, and I don't think we knew how bad his supporting cast was. Like Porzingis, they kind of were like faking that he was good, but he was hurt, so he was kind of out of a couple games. Like, and he was playing with some really bad players. Jalen Brunson has become a thing. Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, they are... That's because Jalen Brunson was playing basement basketball with me as a child. True story. There's reasons, I know. And those guys are hitting consistent threes. I don't think he's coming back, but Tim Hardaway Jr., like, that would be, you know, just... They can throw... Isn't that funny how the NBA works, that you have a chance in the NBA as long as you can say about a team? Forget the player's name. It could be nobody. Those guys are hitting consistent threes, and you have a chance to win a championship. Doesn't matter what the name of the players are. But those are three-point shooters. Right, but those guys are hitting consistent threes. It could be Alfred Payton if he's hitting consistent threes. Well, that, that would team never is it. Happen. That would just <laughs> never happen. Um, that also is probably why I'm picking against the Suns because there's no they way. They Alfred Payton and the Mavericks yeah. don't. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think the Mavs are live. I, I've got them in six games over the Suns, which will hurt. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lose-lose in my opinion, as opposed to a win-win, like I want to see Chris go do the thing, but I, you know, I'm financially incentivized for sure on Luca and the boys. So we shall see. It's also a win-win. What's your series prediction? That's a Five win-win though for you now. Yeah. Win the bet or Chris Paul moves on and gets to put a chance to stamp it. I, mm, I think the Mavs took advantage of a, a jazz team. Right, a jazz team. That's what they are. It's Donovan Mitchell. You pull Rudy Gobert from the basket. They don't have Joe Ingles anymore. I think they took advantage of a jazz team, and that was also a tight series. I know the Mavs won games without Luka and everything, but when they had Luka, two of the games finished by a point. Like The Jazz were in and out, open shot look from pushing that to seven. I think the Mavs, I think it's kind of what we saw – with the Warriors, with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, and that's what happens in, in the playoffs in general, is people get excited about these teams when they have these one, and this year's just going to put it back to the Sixers in general because they beat the Raptors, but fuck you. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing with 
the Mavs and that, that like, this is the best, like, that's what I keep trying to wrap my head around is I'm with you. Luke is that great. And he could put his stamp on it. Then it's like, we thought that about, it's kind of like the Celtics warriors, right? Or Celtics uh, nets. It was like, you were picking the nets because you think they had the talent to put the pieces around it and they could put their stamp. But at the end of the day, Boston was just such a better team and they still had those guys that can elevate them. It's not like they're just a team of like average players that plays good ball. They're not like the Grizzlies. Grizzlies don't have a superstar, but they have a bunch of sound players that give it their all. The Celtics have really, really good players and became a team. And they went in and absolutely smacked the team who had the two best players in the series, essentially didn't play like it. And that's what I think is the difference in this Mav series is that they took advantage of a Utah team, but they're running into, again, the best team we've seen since the KD Warriors. And I think that says a ton. They won 68 games or whatever it is. And nobody was talking about it. And then I know D book might be a little hobbled, but I think everyone's hobbled in the playoffs. You could say the same thing about Luca. And I just, I think maybe the Celtic series opened my eyes to how much it matters to be a team over talent. And that's why some of these super teams have failed over the years is because you can stack the, the talent, but at the end of the day, you have to put it together and make a team. And I think just because the fact that even though Dallas has the best player in the series, the Suns are by far and away a better team. And I think five or six for Phoenix. We'll see. We'll definitely see. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Unless after we don't. Break. I'd be pretty dark. <laughs> the NFL draft craziness, specifically for Avonized teams. Yeah, we're the, uh, NFL draft summation. Too. Jack and I are better than you. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, fam, we are back. The NFL draft has passed and it did not pass without craziness. I was at a dinner party, fancy, and I was yeah, watching. Weird. Weird. Yeah, well, I was... What actually, oh, no, no. back it up, back <laughs> it up. What did you actually go to that you felt the need to describe it as a dinner party? Just tell me about this event in, in detail, please. Okay. The event took an elevator up to the apartment. They had the whole Who lived there? Two, two guys. Okay. Friends, and, like colleagues, work, network? Yeah, networking okay. type thing. Adults? Adult. Very adult-like. Yeah. Okay. Like, All right. Like All right continue. All right. Dinner parties. Turtlenecks. And, oh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. Move on. There are turtlenecks there, and there's food. It's a dinner party. <laughs> exactly. And so I was only casually watching it. As I wasn't facing the TV. It was kind of like off to the side. I turned open face for the Stingley pick. Shout out Derek Stingley Jr. and the Houston Texans. Big come up for your boy. For some reason, Abe didn't bet it. I don't know why. Uh, one of the more ridiculous things I've ever seen. Anyways, so I'm yes, kind of watching. ridiculous that I didn't invest a plus 900. Lock. Anyways, so I'm... <laughs> 
kind of watching and I like peek over in the middle of the first round and Hollywood Brown gets traded. And I'm like, what? That's where, that's where you're wrong, Jack. (laughs) He did not get traded in the middle of the first round. Boy got traded two weeks ago. (laughs) This was the weirdest shit ever. The guy was at the Arizona Cardinals draft party waiting to get introduced. And I had this argument, not argument discussion with your cousin this week. And I, I'm hoping that you can take a, a, a better look at this, but something tells me you can't. He was trying to tell me that Lamar was informed about this through the entire process. Clearly the trade happened prior to the draft. The fact that Hollywood was there already. He was trying to tell me that Lamar was new about this situation. And the WTF tweet was just to, to pretend like he didn't know all this shit. But in the end of the day, and I know that there might've been a quote that Hollywood said that, the owners were informed and, and and Lamar knew and everything. Bullshit. Lamar had no idea. I, so, the Ravens are a class organization. Lamar had no idea. What are you going to say? Oh, Lamar came out and said he didn't know? No, Hollywood literally, like, it wasn't a quote that was taken out of context. Like, it was a 30-second interview clip, like, on draft nut, or the day after the draft. And, like, he was like, yeah, I talked to Lamar about this multiple times. So, what I think happened. You think Lamar forgot? No. I don't think Lamar forgot what I believe happened because the way people are spinning it is that there's no spin. No, no, no. This is how the majority of people think it went down. Hollywood requests a trade. He tells Lamar that they agree to the trade. He tells Lamar that he gets traded. And then why would he tweet that? What I think putting the pieces together, I think Hollywood talked to Lamar about like, he's requested a trade. He want he doesn't like playing in the offense. He still loves Lamar. And then I would imagine that Lamar at some point talked to the Ravens front office, talked Poverty. to Harbaugh, talked to, right, talked to him and said something along the lines of like, can we keep Hollywood? Like, I prefer him. You know, he's my guy. They like go to every single game together. They're very tight. And I think they probably, go to every game together. It's like they a thing. The... Like they drive to the games together. Like oh, I thought you were like that Lamar and Hollywood. <laughs> Show up to MNT every <laughs> Sunday. No shit. <laughs> and and so where I think the disconnect is is that Hollywood probably told Lamar that he had requested a trade, and Lamar probably told the Ravens that he wanted to keep Hollywood, and they probably never filled him in on he actually got traded, because I don't think it makes sense. Perfect in any other way. Perfect. And your cousin was trying to tell me that Lamar just tweeted that because it's his guy and he wanted to make it seem like he was pissed. I was like, Quinn, you're an idiot. Why would Lamar no, make I it seem that. like the organization there was a discommunication? But I'm glad you just said that. That Lamar wouldn't expect Hollywood to be traded based off his conversations with the owners. I know you're not going to like this and you probably have Ravens beat reporters to, to quotes to, to disprove this and that's fine. I don't think the Ravens love Lamar as much as you think they do. I think they love him. I don't think they're in love with him. I understand Lamar's um, negotiating his entire contract. The Ravens could have gotten this deal done by now if they wanted to, by putting everything in front. They haven't. If, If he is their guy, and he is, right? He just hasn't papered a pen yet. And it's, it's his team. He is the MVP. 
other than Aaron Rodgers, like how many MVPs are not informed about a situation like this? If Lamar, and I feel like the Ravens out of any organization, in the NFL more so than anybody are so out there in the media telling people how much they love Lamar, how much they value him. Lamar loves Baltimore, talks about it all the time. All he wants to do to maybe to a negative of his is how bad he wants the Super Bowl for that team. And there's just certain stuff. And I understand Lamar's negotiating his own contract, but he hasn't signed it yet. He hasn't, there's no contract yet. What are we waiting for? Right. And it's like Hollywood is his guy, his guy. And if this was another organization, Jack, like a random organization, like the Panthers or, or like the Vikings or something, I don't think I'd be saying this. I'm genuinely saying the Ravens are a great organization and do things the right way. And like, they don't fuck things up like this and not tell their franchise. I, I don't think the Ravens love Lamar as much as you think they do. So I'll, I'll give you two, two follow-up thoughts on that. One, I think everything you just said about why the Ravens are such a great organization is because they might be head over heels for Lamar Jackson, but they're still going to do what's right. And then the trade was the right move. Trade was the right move. They just came off of a Flacco contract that absolutely burned them. So they have to. This guy under- won the MVP. I know Joe Flacco is in the elite group with Mahomes, with Breeze, with Foles. But hey, this guy we're, was. And we're it's talking like, about and times are t- different, Jack, with these quarterback stuff. But every time you give the big contract, it absolutely burns you. So maybe they're like, look, we're going to give them. A like, this big is a, this is a, you know what, Jack? This is a good spin that I can take. Good response. I'm not, I'm not I'm being honest with you. I'm being honest with you. They're doing what's best for the team rather than putting their golden child first and favoring their child. Exactly. That's, and, uh, that's okay. And exactly what I'll, and I'll use multiple sports as an example. One, look at every time the player tries to be the GM. Tom Brady literally left New England because he never had the correct amount of control. He never LeBron had that went control. to a bunch of finals. LeBron James this year tries to control the team. They're absolutely awful. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving try to control the team. They're absolutely awful. Like Aaron Rodgers for a decade plus has tried to control the team. And he literally lost his best friend, best target, and the best wide receiver in the league. Speaking of the NFL draft, before we talk about this Ravens stuff more. Wait, wait, hold on. So how are we going to talk about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Aaron Rodgers literally lost Devontae Adams because he signed the contract. So – I think it's just the Ravens are smart. Everyone knows the Hollywood trade was it was a home run. You got a first round pick for a guy that you were gonna have to trade. I actually think Hollywood's pretty good. He's not great. He's not a true. I mean, I think he's the perfect fit in Arizona because he's under six foot. Yeah, he'll be great there. So it's just a bunch of tiny little demons running around in the desert. So I'm not like there. There are definitely people, people being like, you know, the M words who are like, you know, Lamar's probably gone after this year. They're not going to resign him. Like it's that's just not the case. I also think like there's something going on with Lamar where he is so sick in the head. He had the quote like, I don't know if he's lying or but he literally said like, I essentially would feel bad signing this big deal without having proven myself. It's stupid as hell. Like, and that's why I say that the fact that Lamar genuinely might've just forgotten that he was told that they traded Hollywood is on the table. It is. And you see him like literally this weekend, he's playing flag football with these kids at Louisville, chest bumping them. Like he's in the community. Like he wants to be a Raven. He shows up, he's training with the players all off season. Like 
he's going to be the quarterback and he's going to be the quarterback for a very long time. It's just, I think it's like two very different personalities going at it. And I mean, everyone knows like it was the right decision. They needed to trade him. Well, they you got, got a, a first round for receiver for not a good receiver. Hollywood's that, not good. Hollywood actually is pretty good. He's he's had some drop issues, but he's he's pretty good. You get the ball. He's a hands. he is by no means a number one receiver on a football team. No, no, no. no. But he's a, he's and a, he's, he's a. I think he's an okay when he's playing at his best, his absolute best. He's a solid number two. Not great. No, that's not true. He could be all. a great number three. That's not true at all. He was he was a thousand yard receiver this year, hundred catch before. I mean, Lamar that's tallest midget in that receiving room. Okay, but he's still putting up those stats. The tallest midget in Philly was like I, a four hundred yard receiver. So and made the playoffs, uh, yeah. right? And then he actually, ironically, comes up huge in the playoffs. I think all yeah. every playoff game he's been in, he's had a hundred plus yards. Besides maybe Buffalo. So like for some reason that's where he shines how is it legal that he could just this trade could happen and he's just there nobody is like (laughs) knows about it so that's the funniest thing then we'll move on is that i went back and checked because i I put up the weirdo no no, no, abe i put up the stingley giveaway tweet on my snap story and some kid oh yeah literally said i bet you the cardinals trade the 23rd pick for hollywood and i i was like I didn't read it in the moment. And then when I was looking at the Stingley tweet to see people's reactions, I saw that. And it was eight hours before the NFL draft. And this kid's just like, I know stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean you know stuff? Like, tell me what the fuck you know. Bro, we could have broken the trade. Yeah. And you would you we, know how much weight you would have held being that you're I like know. in the Baltimore? Like that. That would have been. Fuck, man. I know. That's fuck. why I was pissed. That's why I was pissed. So, uh, all right. Anyway. You no, know, you should be only be pissed at yourself. At this dinner party, turtlenecks on, half watching the draft. You were and wearing a turtleneck too? No, no, I'm kidding. And then AJ Brown gets traded. Yeah, he does. Freaking Eagles, man. What the hell? I what mean, was there reaction? was I mean, there was an hour from nine to ten thirty on Thursday night. I was just on cloud nine. The Sixers win by 30. I think I'm we're back. Eagles trade for AJ Brown. They trade up. They get Jordan Davis, who I love. They jump the Ravens, who I thought. Honestly, when we jumped the Ravens, I was pounding the table for Kyle Hamilton. So obviously the Ravens get Kyle Hamilton next week. But Jordan Davis, awesome fucking pick. They go, they get AJ Brown. Listen, that's a you pay him a hundred. First off, the deal isn't that bad. 57 guaranteed is a good contract. And I think the more so than any other year, I've seen, and this is the funniest thing with the NFL draft, is draft grades, right? Draft grades are how did you do based off my opinion before the draft? Right. <laughs> and everyone has different opinions. So everyone's draft grades, but everyone loves what the Ravens and the Eagles did on draft night. We get a number one guy. We don't spend a number. All the receivers went off the board. So we go and get them. We get them for a good deal. The Ravens trade a bad receiver for a, a great pick. And unfortunately get a future hall of famer out of it. As I said, in Tyler Lindenbaum or whatever the hell his name is. Um, but I, I mean, it's hype. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are sick, and I hope Jalen Hurts is good at football. If we know, <laughs> don't say he's not because nobody knows yet. He went to the playoffs, and Lamar didn't last year. It, it's sick. The Eagles have a sick offense if Hurts is good. The offensive line and the defensive line are stout. They steal Nicobe Dean in the second round, which I think was a great pick. The secondary, but the Eagles 
have some weapons on offense. You got Devontae, you got AJ, you got Tit Sanders, you got Goddard, you got Zach Pascal, and hopefully Hertz is good. And if not, you know what? He runs a lot. So if he can't throw a football, Lamar won the MVP without throwing the football. Oh, he led the league in touchdowns and uh... shut up. Shut up. He can't throw a football. Um, but how could you not be excited about something like that? We didn't go and spend Tyreek Hill money on AJ Brown, which I would have been pissed. And it's like, let's talk about, let's flip it. Let's talk about the Titans for a second. They are so fixed on the fact we will beat you one on 11 every single game. It's nuts. The funniest part about this whole trade is that we trade our 19th. We go get AJ Brown. They draft the, the kid from Arkansas NFL draft comparison, AJ Brown right on the ESPN broadcast. It was too perfect, but the Titans are doing this weird thing where it's like, maybe it's a little bit of self-awareness that they realize that Tannehill isn't good and that all their success over the last X amount of years has been because of who they have in their backfield. So then they're just like, fuck it. Let's not pay somebody that Tannehill can't elevate, even though AJ Brown is sick. Let's just double down on this whole run the ball thing, which in today's day in NFL, good luck. So I think the Titans are just going backwards. The Eagles are going forwards. The Ravens had a great draft. The Eagles had a great draft. And it was just a sick Thursday night, to be honest. There were so many trades, a lot of chaos. And it was I think it was a dope draft. It was a dope draft. And I think more so than any other year, I was a little down on this draft because there wasn't as much hype around it because the QB sucked. And I think the fact that the QB sucked makes me elevate everybody else's talent. Like I see SEC cornerback, LSU cornerback. I automatically think, yep, stud. SEC lineman, yep, stud. And there were way more of those people getting drafted because the whole first 15, 20 picks wasn't flooded by quarterbacks that I'm just seeing talent straight across the board in this draft. I think there were some good moments throughout. And it's like more so than any other year, Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that teams were the smartest they've been in years. Think about bad franchises. The Jets had a great draft. The Giants had a great draft or great first round. I didn't really pay attention after that. And teams were being smart. Teams weren't reaching on bad quarterbacks. They're looking towards the future with better quarterbacks. They're swinging for future picks. I actually think that there were some smart GMs on Thursday night, which you don't see often in this league. Nobody drafted a running back in the first round. Brees Hall didn't go in the first round. Where did Brees Hall go? To the Jets. They kind of burned their... <laughs> they burned oh, wait, a wait. Lot of what so the did. Jets... Wait, wait, wait. So the Jets... I didn't really pay attention after Thursday night. So the Jets had a great Thursday. They get Sauce. They get Jermaine Johnson, who they maybe would have had to trade up, and he just fell on their laps. And then they go and rue it by drafting a running back in the high second round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jets will jet. Yeah, only because look, I've I'm free freedom of speech, freedom of draft pick, and you can take running backs after the first round. That is my law, so I cannot make fun of you. The only That's reason fair. I make fun of you for the this Jets is like you drafted Michael Carter last year in the third round. Like, what what is the need for this? Why? Why? And then everyone in my DMs is like, bro, just because like they want to give their young quarterback more weapons, like. I don't give a damn about Brees Hall. You guys are have a win total four and a half. <laughs>
Is that actually what the Jets play. are? <laughs> They're up to five. They're up to five. What's going on over there? I don't know. Someone dying? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It's funny. Well, it's actually not funny at all. But <laughs> I, I uh, was watching the Warriors game. It ends and it literally instantly flips because it's on ABC to the local news. And it's like another chaotic weekend in Manhattan. 18 shootings, four robberies, six stabbing. I'm like, who the fuck watches the news? Like, it's literally depressing. Get on Sickening. TikTok. Scroll your ass away. Enjoy your Sunday. Yeah, you covered it. QBs fell. No quarterback was reached for besides Pittsburgh, who took Kenny Pickett. No running backs in the first round. Our boy David Bell got drafted to the Cleveland Browns. So congratulations to him. Haunting on the Ravens franchise. Yeah, unfortunate. Like, I feel like I still to this day, we haven't had any Ravens on the pod. I got to get Marlon on here. That's that's who it'll probably have to be. Dottie's. Yeah, Marlon Humphrey. Yeah, that's the one. That Marlo. Yeah, that Marlo. Got a lot of Marlos. Yeah, he's pretty funny though. Um, all right. So crazy NFL draft. I'll I'll just leave this with one parting shot. You guys are you're the division. No, you're kind of um, who are you? You're the Timberwolves. Yeah, you're probably the Timberwolves. Like I don't, I don't understand the correlation. Uh, the Timberwolves made the playoffs last year. You're, you know who you are. You're, you're the Charlotte Hornets. You're the G League team, not G League. Sorry, 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 sorry. What that, the fuck are you doing? You're the league pass team. Like, oh, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurt. But like, but like you said, like no secondary, and you stink. So not no secondary. All well, pro secondary, second cornerback in Darius Slay. Finally draft some linebackers, some linebackers, still have a great defensive front. Got Jordan Davis, great offensive line. Mm-hmm. But but your quarterback isn't good. We and don't know like, that. Well, but what you said was about throwing the football. It's like tough to win running the ball. And you said throwing the football and that but you're with a running back. Tough to win with a running back running the ball. But your quarterback cannot throw, is the point. Neither can yours. But he led the league in in quarterback touchdown passes, and then he didn't make the playoffs last year. But he's here. So anyway, so he's injury prone. Congrats on being the Charlotte Hornets. Anyways, Eagleson. What if, if the Eagles are the if the Eagles are the Hornets? Who are the Ravens? The Ravens are the Jazz. In the NBA. The Jazz. No, no, no. The Jazz. The Ravens are. The Ravens are the Celtics. The Ravens. Oh, the shut Celtics. the fuck! Wow. Eagleson, I'd rather talk hockey. No, no. What do you no. mean? Shut you up! Shut I don't, I'm not doing this. You know we're nasty. Let me. Let's just like. Let's just clear. You got Lindenbaum. You're right. You got Lindenbaum. Let's just Jack. clear things up. Jack, 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 Jack. Eagleson would be the number one receiver on the Ravens. Outside of receiver, <laughs> which which it's Leo an it's Jones, a Jarvis Landry. Oh, oh, now we're falling on Jarvis. Wow. Eagles, so let's talk some puck, baby. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Hockey. What do you mean? You're talking yourself into Jarvis Landry. That's the sorriest <laughs> excuse. You. I, that's all I need to yeah, know. I said Julio Jones first. <laughs> you don't lose your superstar tag. Julio Jones, all pro receiver. <laughs> you don't lose it. Eagles, so let's talk some puck. What's up, dude? Um, well, I mean, I have a, a Rangers breakdown for you, Jack. I know you Why were kind of. Yeah, what, what's this Ranger? Why do we give a shit? about the rangers i was at msg <laughs> networks and they wanted me to maybe do some content so i said i'm passing to eagles oh, right. like a preview mm. just so i'm armed with some info but eagleson correct me if i'm wrong the playoffs were supposed to start in a few days but then the makeup games were like just teams that were out of it so they just canceled them or something 
Um, no, they those games still played, but uh, they start tomorrow. Like the Leafs play yeah. tomorrow with their first game. I I hadn't heard of any canceled makeup games. Everyone played. I, I just thought the playoffs were supposed to start like on Thursday, and then all of a sudden they were here. That's where I was confused. Yeah, I don't know. I never heard anything about that. As far as I know, tomorrow okay. was uh was the day. But all right. So do you have? a playoff preview ready for us like it's um the night so the I, I have a i have a one minute rangers breakdown for you and then we can talk about the rest of the playoffs maybe just the leafs whatever i don't really want to listen to a one minute breakdown on the rangers yeah what if well, off the cuff what if you, you just, just text him a, your script yeah text him the script <laughs> and then okay. off the cuff do a one minute what the puck on nhl playoffs preview oh god come on you're a podcaster I'm not good at this freestyling thing. I can try. You know what? You know what? Screw the what the puck. It's playoff season. I have a few questions. I'm 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 a oh, I'm financially invested. You're so soft. This is the NHL playoffs. Broken teeth, blackened shots, playoff beards, broken. <laughs> yeah, I got some questions. And you're letting you're letting us get cop. We can get questions after, but we need to put we need to put him under pressure. It's, it's not even you know what day. you know you know what it's Sunday. Evelson, it's Sunday's up. You know exactly. what? It's, ti- it's time to be a sandpaper wing. <sighs> exactly. It's time to be a sandpaper up, wing. Get the clock up. Just oh, talk God. off the dome. Just throw some ums in there. Who cares? Oh, there's going to be a lot. All right. Come on. Here we go, Eagleson. What the puck? Three, two, one, go. All right. So, I mean, we can start with the Leafs. They're going to play Tampa. Game one's tomorrow, today, when you guys are listening to this. Uh, I guess the biggest thing going into that is everyone thinks Tampa's going to destroy them because they're back-to-back champs. I'm a little more hopeful, you know. I think Tampa is tired. So <laughs> um, guys like Stamkos, you know, they didn't have as good of a year as they usually would, even Vasilevsky. Um, I guess going into that Toronto, they're missing a few guys. Bunting isn't going to play the first game. What other series are happening? Um, Boston, Carolina. That's the, one of the other series in the East. I don't really care about that one in Calgary? all honesty. I th- um, yeah, they're, so they're going to play the Kings. And no, they're playing Dallas. The Kings are playing the Oilers. Um, and honestly, they're kind of on upset watch there. I'm not going to lie to you. Dallas just went to a cup final two years ago. They're a bigger team. I really don't actually trust Calgary at all. Goudreau's way too small. If they're all their offense is running through him, then. So my Calgary flames are an upset alert, right? <laughs> but the minus 122 Toronto Maple Leafs against the back-to-back defending champions are not. My allowed to mute him. Yeah, yeah, you can speak. Um, speak, boy. Speak. You can't win three championships in a row. You just can't. You can win three first rounds in a row. True. The the Leafs can. So I guess you can't say <laughs> true to that. No, they're. I like. I'm so no. I like. I'm you don't sound all in. Them. It's literally Sunday night before game one, and right, you're like, yeah, and you're a, like yeah. dancing around, like everyone's picking against us. <sighs> This they is are. not all this is not all in like we talked about. I I am all in. It's just why did we have to get Tampa in the first round? That's the only You've thing. You've known this though. You've known it was, that you Bo- were Boston was possible, but like I So you're nervous. I hadn't fully said so you're in, nervous. Like, yes, I'm nervous to play the back to back cup champions, but I do believe that so you can't win three in a row. You can't win three in a row. And also, like, if they are going to win seriously, like, if they're going to be a real totally team, they have, they know, but they have to beat Tampa. Like, they have to beat a real team exactly. if they ever want to do you, it. If you so, if they, in, if they you can't wanna... do that, then it doesn't matter, anyways, because they're Eagleson. not going to win shit. I love if they that. can't beat I a real love team. Eagleson. I love that because that's what I was talking about with the Sixers all year. 
if, if you, if you believe in your squad, which I did all year in the Sixers, and I said it throughout the entire series, I don't care about seating. If you want to get to where you want to go, mm-hmm. you're going to have to beat those guys. You let, so you, who cares if it's in the first or the third round? I yeah. love that attitude. And that's, what's making me think that Eagleson might be all in on the Leafs, but I don't think he thinks they're going to win this series. I, I, I am all in, but I, I, I think that's, unrealistic to say that i'm not even a little bit nervous to play like the best team in the league like you're a pussy i I, i'm realistic (laughs) they've sown so much doubt into my you're not all in it's fine you're not all in i i'm all in i believe in them but i'm just a little bit nervous it's tampa like i don't know what else to say how about we how about i would be i would be sitting here lying through my teeth if i said they're 100 gonna win this series like i know that i don't and they're like, that's what, you you listen, that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. That's have you not, th- that's why I think that he actually turns his camera off these episodes and just leaves the room. <laughs> I have been lying chat. through my teeth for 300 plus episodes unbiased, biased. But, but like, I, I, I've seen it. I'm trying to, trying to be better. Need, need to like strive for something better. You're being worse. <laughs> How? I'm being more realistic. That's but st- st- still believing and being hopeful, but also like taking everything into account here not what we're looking for no i need you by the time you're gonna wake up tomorrow morning what time do you wake up in canada um well school tomorrow, so i'll probably school. be up at like 6 30 okay 6 30 2 a.m which by the way i'm in abe's dome at six in the morning on i the was weekends. i was waking yeah. up i was waking up so, and being a beast no no, no just happened to, to see that david bell just, got drafted when just I was to be clear <laughs> at six in the morning on saturday it's not I true. Was, I was literally I was sleeping in Abe's brain and he had <laughs> I was waking up to to raise money for charity $7400 to be exact <laughs> to accomplish something I never did before waking up very early and catching up on the evening news the night before and happened to see that David Brown got drafted David Bell got drafted to the AFC North Division favorites okay. that's all. Anyways, when you wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. morning Eagleson I need you to be there. It's it's game day. It's, like it's the Leafs are day. in the playoffs. Like it had. They, it, I don't have this, Joel Embiid tomorrow, and you know what? I'm going to wake up being like tomorrow night for Game One against Miami. I, I understand it's the second round, and you wouldn't know anything about that. I don't. So, I don't know anything about right, the second round. Okay, and Abe doesn't know the third round, and <laughs> Dolphins don't know anything. Jack about doesn't the know literally anything about NBA success. <laughs> Anyways. Abe, I think we're being a little unfair to Eagleson because he's allowed to express doubt and fear and nervousness before the series. Because you did, you did on this podcast, you you even said, I'm not going to make a prediction. You're not all in on the Sixers win the series. But Joel Embiid doesn't play. I can't be. Okay. But he he (laughs) told you about Cole Schmackenschmacken was out for the Leafs in game one. And (laughs) Michael Bunting. Yes, Michael Cole. Bunting. Yeah. <laughs> wow. tracking Cole Schmuck and Schmuck and stats this series. <laughs> Michael Bunting is out, but the difference oh, is... Oh, Michael Bunting's out. The difference is, Abe, like you said, when you wake up tomorrow morning, my phone will be I already so bet, annoying. I already bet on the Sixers tomorrow. Right. And so, Eagleson, when you wake up at mm-hmm. 6.30, don't snooze your alarm because it's game day. Put on your Matthews no, jersey. No, don't snooze because you got to go to school. I'm... And Actually, snooze because we're trying to win that senioritis award. Right, true. Oh, yeah, that's true. And send a text in our group chat that shows that you are actually believing that they can win this series. And okay. there's no doubts on game day. That's I all. I feel like we're going to wake up okay. at 
I'm going to wake up at like 7.30 or whatever and get a text from Eagles and just go say, I can't do it. I'm terrified, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't jump. I can't. No, I understand. It is concerning. But like you, you guys know the kind of stuff that this team has put me through, right? In this yes, short amount of time that I've that, even been a fan. They're not that like, good. Like, it's crazy. They're good. They're not that good, though. Like, I know that no, you're they're, kind of they're massaging good. it for the letdown, but like – Tampa, you said that you called them the best team in the league. They're not the best team in the league. They're not that good. The like when it comes playoff time. No, do you know what's fucking no stop? I just found something out. Stop. Jack, I'm looking at you with this. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, they're favorites. The play- in this, it's disgusting. No, not even that. They are the second favorite to get out of the conference, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And as a fan, you can't buy into that. That's how much they fucked with my head. They, dude, they, they've been favorites I, before. It doesn't. It doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean a damn thing Eagleson, with them. Stop, stop. You saw how your Raptors beat my Sixers a few years ago. You yes, saw what happened with the Sixers and Hawks last year. You've seen mm-hmm. what has happened with Joel Embiid and his injuries. You've seen what happens with the Ben Simmons stuff. You've seen that yeah. the odds are the Sixers are the sixth favorite to come out of the the Easter the, to win the finals right now. You're the second favorite to get out of your conference and you can't buy. I actually don't even think you're a fan. I I'm a fan. Like it, do, it doesn't mean anything. That, that means absolutely nothing to me. The odds that I don't think that means shit. I, I'm with that. I'm with that. Actually. <laughs> it, like it, that. It, that means absolutely nothing. To me. I'm, I'm with Eagleson on that. Odds <laughs> don't mean anything. It, <sighs> uh, yeah, like they're just they're they're the Leafs. Like, I'm in. I I believe they're good. Okay. Just, I am. Final, final words. Final words. Get some rest tonight. Nine forty three okay. p.m. Right now. Figure it yep. the fuck out in your sleep. Wake up. And get ready to go. Okay. Okay. We got okay. A, we got a cup to hoist. We do have a cup to hoist. I'm act, I'm gonna be at game five too. So if it gets there. Because because you're gonna because the Leafs are gonna sweep because yeah. you're all in. Yeah. Then I get my money back. We need to we need to make a picture book for this kid <laughs> about how to buy into his team. Jesus. You close your eyes, you close your ears, you don't listen to anyone. You put your head down and you just ride. Eagleson, Texas football hasn't been successful in twelve years. Neither of the Ravens. Montana State. <laughs> Jacksonville State and Georgia State all have more players drafted into the NFL than Texas this season. There's there's probably weirder schools that you could oh UT Chattanooga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's literally every school who had a draft. TO went to Chattanooga, so it's a good program. Not only do I think Quinn Ewers will win the Heisman, do I think we'll win the Big 12 championship, but I'll be in Austin week two and I'll have so much money on Texas beating Alabama in a football game. Alabama. And you can't sucker it up. Suck it up. Okay, you but like, Austin you, Matthews, 60 I, days. I, I know, but you're saying that, but do you actually believe it? Like, I don't know. Deep yeah, down. No, no, deep I, down. I do. no, deep down, I do. It's, it's a problem. It's a There's, sickness. Uh, it's what we do. Like, Oh, I genuinely believe the Sixers are still winning the title. I swear on my mother's life. Eagleson, I, his – all right, I'll give you a – it's rare on this podcast. I compliment Abe, give him credit. <laughs> his belief 
is it feels like it's going to be a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I feel like that too. <laughs> His belief, though, is so passionate and so genuine that I that he actually believes it. That I am not willing to say the Sixers are dead. I'm not willing to bet against them because he's convinced me by just confidence that they actually have a chance. Which is why, when I the one time I think I've ever known was the Eagles playoff game when I said to him, you don't actually think you have a chance in this game. And he, you know, if it's just obvious. And so you can't fake it. And so we appreciate your transparency, but you need to Jack fake just to it. Describe, Jack just described my disease that you need to contract. You need to <laughs> okay. fake it till you make it. That's all it is. Fake it until you convince yourself. Heath Ledger literally, rest in peace, one of the greatest actors, like he got into his role so hard that he couldn't get out. You need to become the believer of the Leafs and convince us. You need to convince us that you believe. You need to be the – how many people play in hockey at a time? You need to be the seventh man. There you go. Nice. Yeah, got it. You're good. Yeah, you got it. Okay, seventh man. Figure it out. All right, figure it out. What's going to happen is my capitals are going to beat the Panthers, which is going to be electric. (laughs) I'm going to bet on that actually right when we finish this podcast. Me too. Remind me to do that. (laughs) That's going to happen. And, like, just by that conversation, I genuinely – Plus 270? Like, that's a lot. Like the Panthers don't have a playoff pedigree. They lost. Do the Panthers Ooh, just lose Or do we 10-2? take plus 640? Panthers win game one, caps win the series. Ooh, or plus, five, cool. plus 520, caps game one, caps series. I don't know about that. Shut up. You don't know anything about anything. <laughs> you don't even watch We'll talk about that off the air. We'll talk about that off the air. Right. Okay. Anyways, point being, 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Send us a text. Six forty. Get your mind right. First ten minutes. Okay. Figure it out. Figure it out. Convince us. We're doing this because we care. And because we and because we want to see absolutely broken, but because we care. (laughs) But like you you guys can see where I'm coming from a little bit, right? Like they have to they have to show me something for me to be able to. That's where Eagleson. You haven't had a toxic ex girlfriend, have you? That's not even the Eagleson. (laughs) Eagleson. The Raven. The Eagle. Not the Ravens. The Eagles never won a Super Bowl. And every year I was picking I them to win. Every single year. I is it just because they've like screwed up so much you're and also, like in these You're kind days? of being dramatic. Like the Cubs didn't win for a century. Like, sorry, 20 years you haven't won a playoff series. Well, like, the, Cubs, the Cubs probably have you guys got to the seen NLCS the way hundred years? <laughs> you guys have seen the ways that they've lost in these first rounds, like blowing oh. a three-one lead to I our <laughs> like worst rival, uh, Montreal last year. A three-one lead to like our worst yeah. rival, and they were garbage. Easy path. Year before that, Columbus, they blew it. Columbus was a terrible team. Blew a lead to Boston. The year before that, blew another lead to Boston. Lost to the Eagles has got a lot of nerve coming at Doc Rivers during that Raptors series when this is his track record. That's <laughs> all. I didn't well, know any of this, but Eagleson coming at yeah. me for Doc. And they, I think it was 2013, they blew a, it was game seven against Boston. They blew a three-goal lead in the, the last like, six is, minutes Eagleson, of the third If you're period. not all in and they do go on a run, then you can't really enjoy it. Right. Oh, I'll be all in if they get in it and they're winning games. I will be 100%. That's, that's... If you're not all in it by the puck drop tomorrow night, then you're not all, you'll never be. Yeah. I will be. All right. We'll figure We'll see. All 6.40 right. in the morning. Eagleson, final thoughts. And I want your final thoughts to be your Stanley Cup prediction. 
My Stanley Cup prediction, the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Los Angeles Kings. And how many? Six. <laughs> we got a lot to teach you. It's a cup final. <laughs> the answer's got to be four. Final thoughts. <sighs> One game at a time. Leafs trigger drop the puck tomorrow. Sixers heat tip off. We got a lot of fun on this podcast ahead. A lot of probably the only fun's going to be had by Jack, but a lot of fun. <laughs> Luca Magic. We are potentially four games away from football season on this podcast. I cannot wait. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.